Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. As you listen to this episode, consider who you might share it with to give them an additional spiritual moment in their life, too. If you want to share it with lots of people, feel free to post this episode to your social media page. And of course, you can rate and review this podcast to make it easier for others to find. For those of you new to the show, we're studying the Book of Mormon together this year, trying to create spiritual experiences in our lives to help us to better follow Jesus Christ. We loosely follow the scripture study curriculum of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and today we're going to be in Alma chapters 17 and 18. So I was reading the Children's Book of Mormon Stories picture book with my kids this week, and we got to the story about Ammon protecting King Lamoni's sheep. And how, as the attacking Lamanites charged with their clubs to steal the sheep, Ammon smites off their arms. And then, in this children's book, you see the king's shepherds with this big burlap sack full of bloody arms that Ammon chopped off, and they bring it to the king in his chambers. Well, I've always thought this story was ridiculous. But seeing that picture in my kid's picture book made me realize we need to rethink our interpretation of this story. So let me take us back and set the stage properly. You'll recall that Ammon was one of the four sons of Mosiah who, after having spent their youth with Alma trying to bring down the church of God, had a transformative spiritual conversion when an angel appeared to them and told them to knock it off. After experiencing this mighty change of heart and repenting of their sins, they abdicated the throne and begged their father, King Mosiah, to let them travel to the land of the Lamanites so that, quote, perhaps they might bring them to the knowledge of the Lord their God, that they might also be brought to rejoice in the Lord their God. Now they were desirous that salvation should be declared to every creature, for they could not bear that any human soul should perish, yea, even the very thoughts that any soul should enter should endure endless torment, did cause them to quake and tremble, end quote. So King Mosiah grants them their desire to serve a mission to the Lamanites. Quote, and it came to pass that they journeyed many days in the wilderness, and they fasted much and prayed much that the Lord would grant unto them a portion of his spirit to go with them and abide with them, that they might be an instrument in the hands of God to bring, if it were possible, their brethren, the Lamanites, to the knowledge of the truth, end quote. Ammon and his brothers put in a lot of effort, fasting and praying much to have the spirit with them because they knew that their mission was going to be extremely difficult. The Lord even visited them as they traveled to make sure they really understood how hard it was going to be. Quote, and the Lord said unto them also, go forth amongst the Lamanites, thy brethren, and establish my word. Yet ye shall be patient in long suffering and afflictions, that ye may show forth good examples unto them in me. And I will make an instrument of thee in my hands unto the salvation of many souls. End quote. The Lord here explains that they're going to need to have a lot of patience, that they're going to suffer many afflictions, but that they need to be examples of Christ unto the Lamanites. The brothers understood this, recognizing that, quote, they had undertaken to preach the word of God to a wild and a hardened and a ferocious people, a people who delighted in murdering the Nephites and robbing and plundering them, and their hearts were set upon riches, yet they sought to obtain these things by murdering and plundering, that they might not labor for them with their own hands. Therefore, this was the cause for which the sons of Mosiah had undertaken the work, that perhaps they might bring them unto repentance." that perhaps they might bring them to know of the plan of redemption, end quote. The sons of Mosiah knew they were going to live with a bunch of hardened, dangerous thugs. 
But as Ammon tells King Lamoni of the Lamanites when he gets captured after entering the land, quote, I desire to dwell among this people for a time, yea, and perhaps until the day I die, end quote. Ammon was playing the long game. He knew that he was going to have to earn the Lamanites' trust, which could take him his entire life. So the king allows him to help his servants watch his sheep. Ammon's first opportunity to build trust with the community. And during his first interaction with the wild, hardened, ferocious people that he had dedicated his life to bringing back to God, to protect the king's sheep, we read that Ammon, quote, smote off their arms with his sword. And he smote off as many of their arms as were lifted against him, and they were not a few, end quote. He chopped their arms off. Holy cow. The shepherds then returned to the king, quote, bearing the arms which had been smitten off by the sword of Ammon, end quote. And thus, we get the picture in my kid's Book of Mormon stories of a big burlap sack full of bloodied arms dumped on the floor in front of the king. What? Do you all see how ridiculous this sounds? That Ammon, who had spent days fasting and praying for these people, who understood that he was putting himself into danger, but accepted that risk, wanting to show unto the Lamanites an example of Christ, and then he chops off their arms? This has got to be the worst way to show the people he loves them. And can you imagine chopping an arm off? That's like Mel Gibson Braveheart meets Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Do we really think Ammon is so skilled with a blade and so strong that he could over and over again slice through people's arm bones? To cut off their arms, he would have had to get them on the ground and start hacking over and over again to actually remove their arms to the point that they could be gathered up and sent to the king. Is that the Ammon we were just reading about, who was told specifically by the Lord to be patient with the Lamanites? Or is it possible that all of us are misunderstanding this story when it says, quote, he smote off their arms with his sword? Let me share with you a few other scriptures from the Book of Mormon that also have to do with arms. Don't worry that these scriptures will all be out of context. We're just focusing on the language used. I'll put the scripture references in the show notes if you want to check them out in context. Quote, Yea, and they also knew the extreme hatred of the Lamanites towards their brethren, who were the people of anti-Nephi-Lehi. And they would not take up arms. Yea, they had entered into a covenant, then they would not break it. Quote, And it came to pass that the king was pacified towards his people, and he said unto them, let us go forth to meet my people without arms. And I swear unto you with an oath that my people shall not slay thy people. And it came to pass that they followed the king and went forth without arms to meet the Lamanites. And when the Lamanites saw the people of Limhi, that they were without arms, they had compassion on them. Quote, now this people again refused to take their arms, and they suffered themselves to be slain according to the desires of their enemies. Quote, and they sought by the power of their arms to destroy us continually. Wherefore, the people of Nephi did fortify against them with their arms and with all their might. Quote, and it came to pass that I did arm them with bows and with arrows and with swords and with scimitars and with clubs and with slings and with all manner of weapons which we could invent. And I and my people did go forth against the Lamanites to battle. Okay. I think you get the point, right? When we talk about arms in the context of combat in the Book of Mormon, it is always referring to weapons. I'm unarmed. You disarmed me. You lay down your arms in surrender. I will not take up arms against you. 
So when we read that Ammon, quote, smote off their arms with his sword, particularly, quote, every man that lifted his club, doesn't it make more sense that this means he disarmed them? That through some fancy Richard Gere first night sword play, he knocked the clubs out of their hands? We read that the Lamanites then ran away. If they really just lost an arm and were gushing blood from their brachial artery, they're not running away. They're probably fainting from loss of blood and probably going to die. But we read that Ammon didn't kill any of them, except the leader, who probably continued to press the attack and Ammon was forced to use self-defense. Isn't it more realistic that the shepherds then gathered up the clubs and other weapons that Ammon had, quote, smote off and carried those to the king rather than a heap of bloodied arms? All right, so why does this matter? Some of you may be thinking that this is just a story. Well, besides the fact that the story as we commonly understand it is completely ridiculous and is very out of sync with the rest of the Book of Mormon, I believe, I have to believe, that conversion to the gospel of Jesus Christ means something. If Ammon really chopped those arms off, that feels to me like something that the old Ammon would have done. The Ammon that went about with Alma and his brothers trying to destroy the church of God. But I believe Ammon was a new man. He saw an angel, was converted to the gospel, repented of his sins, and chose to dedicate potentially the rest of his life to missionary work amongst his hardened cousins, the Lamanites. He was like the people of King Benjamin where, quote, the spirit of the Lord omnipotent, which has wrought a mighty change in us or in our hearts, that we have no more disposition to do evil, but to do good continually, end quote. Having been a rebellious, destructive young adult myself, similar to the sons of Mosiah, I need to believe that I was really changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ, that if I was put into a situation that tempted me to do evil, my converted heart would prevail, and I wouldn't slide back into my old behavior. And so I believe that Ammon, because of his changed heart, was no longer capable of a vicious, barbaric response like chopping off the arms of those he was committed to serve. I think he would have rather died than hurt the people he was called to serve. In fact, those who come to believe on his words end up burying their weapons of war and allowing themselves to be killed by the Lamanites rather than lift a weapon against them. Like we read at the beginning of chapter 17, Ammon and his brothers, quote, had waxed strong in the knowledge of God, for they were men of a sound understanding, and they had searched the scriptures diligently, that they might know the word of God. But this is not all. They had given themselves to much prayer and fasting. Therefore, they had the spirit of prophecy and the spirit of revelation. And when they taught, they taught with the power and authority of God, end quote. Well, You'll have to be the judge of this for yourself. Whether you believe that Ammon was capable of this brutal act that he is commonly given credit for, or if he, like you and I, have had the gospel of Jesus Christ change our hearts, forcing the natural man deep down and giving us the strength to be better versions of ourselves, kinder, gentler, more patient, full of charity towards those around us. Thank you for listening today as we discuss the power of conversion and the mighty change of heart that the gospel of Jesus Christ can have on each of us to lead us to do good and to react differently to difficult situations. I'll see you next time as we continue to strive to accept our Savior's invitation to come follow me today.